Hey guys, it's Clarity coming back at you with a new episode. My name is Michelle. And my name is Laviva. We are diving into the good stuff about a very important topic today concerning mental health. And the topic today is self-diagnosis. So what's the first thing you think of when you think of self-diagnosis? Well, the first thing I think of when I think of self-diagnosis is good old Google. Google take your simplest symptom and turn it into the most serious condition you can possibly think of. Evidently, there are there are risks to self-diagnosis, which we will get to in a minute. If you are in need of help, we advise you to contact a professional immediately. You should not wait to contact a professional when absolutely necessary. However, in this episode, we want to clear some misconceptions surrounding self-diagnosis. Self-diagnosis is not as bad as you think. Caring for your mental health and taking a step before professional help is easily dismissed because of cultural stereotypes, misconceptions, and controversies. For example, in many conservative families around the world, some people simply just don't believe that mental health deserves the importance that it receives. Some people don't even consider mental health as such a serious issue. Others do not even necessarily have access to professionals or psychiatrists because, let's face it, these things can get really expensive. Exactly. Some people simply do not have the resources available to them to receive this medical expertise or for some other reason, such as the conservative family argument you brought up, and they end up having to take care of themselves. I, for one, am part of this group. Even after I was diagnosed, my parents simply did not believe me. I initially had to self-diagnose, and yes, it did help, but before I was able to tell, my mental health was just at its peak. I wished I was able to talk to professionals, but my dad would not be supportive of that. Nowadays, we have one of the most important resources in the palm of our hand at all times in this day and age, the internet. Although with its own set of cons, the internet allows people to self-diagnose, which was not present for people many years ago. First, we want to discuss the potential issues that can arise from self-diagnosis because our podcast does not encourage people to self-diagnose themselves overseeing professionals. What we are trying to deliver here is that self-diagnosis can be a useful tool with appropriate and intensive research for those who may not have as much access to professionals such as psychiatrists or psychologists. There are many resources available on the internet that can be used to help with mental health problems over or any other issues, and they're free. There are many resources available on the on the internet that can be used to help with mental health problems or issues that are completely free. One of the first ones I used was Seven Cups, and I would highly, 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 highly recommend this website. It made me feel so loved and validated. This link will be in our bio, by the way. And there are so many people on there, from people who have mental health issues to people who are just having a bad day. The people you are matched with are trained to listen to your problems. The people on the website are actually the ones that encouraged me to get diagnosed by a doctor in the first place. Something I would like to point out is that you should be incredibly careful when self-diagnosing because one can convince themselves that they have symptoms that they don't really have. I won't lie, when I was self-diagnosed, I was confused for over half the time. Of course, it did help because I was able to improve my mental health and work towards a better me for the two years that I went self-diagnosed. However, if you have access to a professional, I recommend you go. That closure I received was so rewarding and even more helpful. However, exposure to social media, for example, can be very misleading and leads to many, many misconceptions on mental health issues. By self-diagnosing in this manner or poorly in general, you invalidate the challenges that come with struggling with mental health, and it's almost as if it invalidates their experiences. For example, feeling nervous during a test does not necessarily mean you have an anxiety disorder. There's a large difference between anxiety and nervousness. However, this isn't to say either that you don't have anxiety. As we mentioned before, it's a very complicated issue. It's important to look at your behavior as a whole. Your emotions are valid no matter what, and you should keep them 
in check at all times. You do not need to have a mental health illness to be struggling with mental health. Keep your mental health in check before it fosters into a mental illness. Right. It's really important to understand that self-diagnosis done improperly can cause detrimental effects. Self-diagnosis doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a self-experience either. Seeking help is extremely important and does not have to be a professional at first. You can consult close friends or adults that you're really comfortable with. Consulting a person who actually has been diagnosed is also a great option because you can talk to them about it more comfortably about how they started their journey and they can give you tips on how to properly care for yourself in such rough times. Be mindful because many people may be uncomfortable talking about these kinds of situations and you should never push someone to talk about something they're uncomfortable about. And for others, it can seem more comfortable in the moment and be triggering for the both of you later. Statistically, according to the American Journal of Medicine and British Medical Journal, online tools list the correct diagnosis first in only 34% cases, whereas diagnostic accuracy by doctors or professionals is 85 to 90%. Symptom checkers online can be generic and oftentimes wrong and can give inaccurate information for the level of care that is truly necessary. Since there is a wide range of mental issues, and how mental health is very different for each individual, these online checkers can dismiss that. According to the British Medical Journal, symptom checkers can only provide appropriate triage advice in 57% of standardized patient evaluations. In two-thirds of evaluations where medical attention was not necessary, these checkers encouraged getting care. Recently, mental health self-diagnosis has gotten more popular as the internet has become more accessible on a daily basis. One of the main reasons people do approach self-diagnosis is because of costly healthcare. Not everyone has access to free healthcare or maybe waiting for a response from a professional might be too late. Self-diagnosis in this sense is a better alternative option. Self-diagnosis can be really helpful for some people. Sometimes researching about an illness in the appropriate manner can allow one to learn more about themselves and what the experiences that they're facing truly mean. It can lead to a self-understanding and self-care. The objective of self-diagnosis is not to stray in the wrong direction. The purpose of self-diagnosis is to guide people. All the professional diagnoses are far more credible. Sometimes it's more accessible to research on your own for your own peace of mind and getting the help you need. Even if your self-diagnosis journey is as simple as talking to someone who has prior experience working with professionals or is currently facing a mental health issue alone, it's still good to talk to others who have similar experience for you to gain a better understanding of what you are experiencing individually. Going to our school, in case you guys don't know, it's Baccalaureate School of Global Education, and it's one of the hardest things that the both of us have had to deal with, both mentally and physically. And along the way, we've met people that are not entirely comfortable talking to professionals because of some family issues or for any other reason and have seeked help through online resources. Exactly. I've been in this position before. I knew I was diagnosed with anxiety where I was unsure of what to do. I was not in a position to gain professional help at the time, nor was I comfortable with talking about this with my friends because I was unsure myself and I didn't know what I was going through. However, I started looking more into online resources that I found through my personal research that helped me tremendously. After taking these steps, I did start talking to my friends about this issue and did visit a professional afterwards who offered me great advice. As we are endorsing self-diagnosis here, we are not dismissing professional help in any other way. We encourage professional help. It's definitely a step everyone should take when dealing with mental health. However, if you are in a circumstance where you have no other option, it's important not to dismiss self-diagnosis because it can be 
a validating step for others. Even TikTok has become a source for people to learn new information. Many professionals make TikToks on tips on mental health or clear up any misconceptions that have risen given the current status with social media. Obviously, one should look into people that are actually credible. However, it can be useful for someone who is struggling with figuring out what they're experiencing. I cannot stress this enough, but do your research. And I'm talking about looking at Google's top search results or reading some random Twitter or Instagram post by Choshmo sitting in his basement eating Doritos. I'm talking about reliable, legitimate, credible sources that have produced real results for people. Once again, we can't stress enough, but research is important. Research that comes from appropriate and credible sources. Talking to people who are affiliated with professionals, guidance counselors, friends who went through similar experiences, family members, teachers, or anyone who you can who you feel comfortable talking with and you think that can provide you with helpful information. You shouldn't take this process lightly and you shouldn't suppress your feelings because self-care is really, 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 really important. We've actually found many resources that can possibly help you or anyone in your life who you feel is in need of help. Self-diagnosis does not necessarily need to be something that the person who's dealing with the mental health issue has to discover on their own. If you know someone who you think is in need of such immediate help, then you should help them. Help them in any way possible because who knows, maybe your one ounce of help made a tremendous difference in someone's life. Like I said before, a great suggestion for a resource is Seven Cups. There are checklists and resources that can help you self-diagnosis as properly as can be. They provide self-help guides and growth paths with tips that are proven to help people suffering. No, using the word suffering. Okay, I'll reset that. Like I said, like I said before, a great suggestion for such a source is Seven Cups. There are checklists and resources that can help you self-diagnose as properly as can be. They provide self-help guides and growth paths with tips that are proven to help people with mental health issues. Free 24-7 chats, and they even go the extra step to provide confidential online therapy with licensed therapists. As of what I checked, they have over 46 million conversations and are considered, quote-unquote, the world's largest emotional support system. This link will be in our Instagram bio. There is also another website called National Institute of Mental Health. This website is designed for people to learn about the proper resources needed to take further actions in improving your mental health, such as emergency contact numbers in case of a crisis, federal resources such as CMS and SAMHSA, and even offers mental health information and free, easy-to-read publications from credible sources. It is a great website to receive mental health information. I've actually used this website before for research purposes. A final website that is also very useful is Headspace. Headspace launched in 2010 by this dude named Andy. He actually left college where he was pursuing sports science degree to dedicate his life to spiritualism and meditation. It provides animations, videos, articles, and guided meditations in which their goal to, is to improve mental health in people worldwide, physically and mentally. The website has users from all over the world, over 190 countries. If you have a thing for meditation, you should definitely try this. Again, be extremely careful when self-diagnosing, but do not bash it entirely because it's a major way in which people validate their feelings. They might be dealing with something for a long period of time, and this is the first step towards getting help. It is still very important to see a specialist or a doctor as soon as possible if you have access to a doctor. Do not self-diagnose as a form of convenience, but rather if it is completely necessary. Be mindful of the drawbacks because you do not want to dismiss your feelings from and dismiss yourself from critical care that you might be needing. 
it is still important to see a specialist or a doctor as soon as possible. Exactly. It's really important to keep these benefits and risks in mind before taking this step. We encourage you to look into self-diagnosis the proper way, obviously, to direct yourself and set yourself on a path of mental health recovery. However, professional help is always a safer option because you will receive a credible and accurate diagnosis for your condition. It will provide you closure that you need. Everyone deserves the help when dealing with a mental health issue. So guys, that will be the end of this podcast. The next podcast will actually be one of our most interesting episodes, Misconceptions of Depression and Anxiety. You should totally check out our Instagram page at ClarityBSGE to look for updates on the podcast. Check out our bio to find the link tree where our websites are, so where we post blogs and our Spotify playlist. Our Instagram account will also provide the resources that we discussed if anyone wishes to look through them. We encourage you guys to give them a chance. So this is all. Signing off, Ladiba and Michelle.